0: You're listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Oh, what up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast from your boy, Al Mega. Yo, today we have an amazing independent creator man he right now he is working on this book right now indigo called the bubba patrol i love that name <laughs> he's an independent creator he's a writer he's an artist my man is like a one man shop the one and only john anthony what's going on kiddo how you doing i'm good al how you doing are you ready to rumble with me tonight, brother? Because we're going to talk some comics. What's up? <laughs> I'm good with
1: that. Let's do it.
0: Hey, So, brother, thank you for hanging out. Talk talk to me, my brother. Where you at? Where you from? Where you grew up? Uh, your
1: story? I am from Tucson, Arizona. Uh, okay. Born and raised. Uh, lived here my entire life. Went to high school here, college. Um, All right. A lifer. Yeah, yeah. I, I've even got
0: the 520 tattoo on my arm too. So. <laughs> Is that for the life? Fight fight you for the life, son. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> everybody, he gangster. You don't fucking around with him. Hey, if you don't buy his comics, he might come for you. Don't, don't mess around. Um, <laughs> so now, brother, talk to me, bro. You growing up over there? How, how was it like then? You know, were you always a comic book fan, or or, or was that something that just you came across later in life? presented to you early what was your first taste of fandom? Was it comics? Was it movies, TV, what? Um I it wasn't comics in the form of comics. I mean
1: I was familiar with you know Spider Man, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, that sort of thing. But um it wasn't until like junior high when comic books became a big deal to me. And
0: wow junior high? Okay. So what yeah. age were you then? You know, talk about it. well, what was too high then? Because some people could be getting left back for ages, you know.
1: Yeah, I was. I think I was twelve. I was born at the end of All the school right. year, so I was always a year behind everybody in my age. Okay. Um, but back then that was ninety two, ninety two, right. ninety three, and you
0: could oh, still dang, get. I was graduating high school.
1: All <laughs> right. Um. You could still get comic books at like a convenience store, grocery store, stuff like that back then. Back then,
0: agreed.
1: I picked up, I had picked up a couple of books here and there, Daredevil, stuff like that, nothing that really wowed me. And I, I bought a copy of The Punisher or Journal 44. It's not a significant book, it's not special, it's not key, but the story captivated me so much that. I became a fan of comics at that point, and and, <laughs> and a fan of the Punisher as well. Um, and then it evolved after a while to things like X Men, Nightwing. Nightwing's my guy, uh, my favorite character. So
0: that's do That's the big homie, though, man. That's the next Batman in line, Yeah. When Bruce yeah.
1: Is. "Um, and then and then from there, uh, you know, going to high school, uh, getting into." more art, animation, and then deciding what to do after that. It didn't take until uh, five years after high school that I went back to college to get a degree in animation. So,
0: Oh, in animation. All right. Talk about this, though, growing up. Mm -hmm. Who introduced you to the fandom? Was it something that was a self-journey or was it a family introduction, friends, whom?
1: It – if I remember correctly, the very, very first comic books that I got were given to me by one of my dad's neighbors.
0: Oh, a and, neighbor, hey. Yeah.
1: But awesome. it was it was a kid, and he was a few years younger than me. I forget how old I was, probably like nine or ten. And he gave me like a stack of books. And at the time, my dad's personal belief system would only let him let me read one of those books. Like, all the other ones were too violent.
0: Ew. Um, And
1: so he was like, while you're here, those other ones have to stay in your suitcase. You can read this one. So I read, I don't even remember what issue it was, of Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew, like, 30 times that summer. Like, you know, because that was the only one he would let me look at.
0: Um, I, I I just actually... Um, framed my very first comic, Crystal Crystal War number two. I read the shit out of that. I don't know if you still have your copy. My copy is framed, but it looks shitty as hell. And you know what? I don't care. Proof <laughs> that I love this from the beginning. <laughs> yeah,
1: and w- with that Punisher War Journal book, the one that hooked me, um, I've still got the original.
0: What movie. hooked you though? What hooked you?
1: Um, well, back then. Uh, I was, like, really angry, like most teenage boys. Um, I was confused about everything. Like, I didn't and have that, a lot of friends.
0: And the 90s we were all angry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Continue to be.
1: So I, I think that's what... It, it was just like this real black and white sense of justice that he had. And especially the end of the story, it was a home invasion story that the the, the parents went away for the night it was a babysitter and kids, and these these home invaders came in. I don't know how the Punisher found out about it, but he goes in, he kills the home invaders, he figures out that the dad took out this big life insurance policy on the kids, like right before that. Um, and the tail end of the book, you see this guy, you can't be sure if it's the punisher, but it, it is him, walks into this like high-rise building, walks past security, walks past the receptionist, goes behind these like two big giant wooden doors. And you just hear a bang, like the gunshot go off. And you see him, like, walk back out because he was just like, you're going to, you know, try to kill your kids and your family. Uh, I'm going to come after you. And there was just something about that that resonated so much with me. And, I mean, it, a lot of that has changed. Uh, I'm not as, like, hardcore uh, as I was. but
0: I Is mean, that because you're a parent now, maybe? Or no,
1: no. No, no. Um, I, I, no.
0: no children. i got
1: dogs i got dogs my my kids are these are these these characters right here um yeah no i i i think a lot of just my personality softened uh through life experience and finding other characters that meant as much and then eventually more to me like nightwing nightwing doesn't kill people um he's genuinely a good person especially with this current storyline that tom taylor is doing like he yeah. he literally inherits like a billion dollars from Alfred because Alfred trusts that he's gonna do the right thing with it. And what does he do? He he invests it in the city of Bloodhaven to try to like make it a better place and immediately puts a target on his back, which he knew was gonna happen with all the organized crime, but he's just like, This is what I have to do. This is yeah. this is Alfred's legacy too. So
0: is it Alfred awesome to even do that and recognize the power?
1: Yeah. Exactly. Like that, when I read that letter or when they showed the, the clip of the letter and it said, you're the only one I trust to do the right thing. I was just like, wow, I was taken back to um, infinite crisis in the, the mid 2000s when um, uh, when like the Golden Age Superman comes in and he's questioning Batman and his methods and saying, we've got to get rid of your Earth because your Earth is wrong and he straight up looks at him and he goes what about dick grayson is our dick grayson wrong and he's just like no he's not and he like he can't look him in the eye when he says that because like dick Gray- dick grayson is kind of like one of those characters who could be like a green lantern he could be a blue lantern
0: but you know what's crazy about that what that shows about dick is that he's a a a uh what is that word you know when he's a constant, yeah. He's a constant. It was as necessary in the evolution of the universe as a whole.
1: Yeah, and and he's also like the the term the best of us. Like he yeah. is the best of the the DC universe because he's always been that person who struggles with who he is in comparison to everybody else, but he still just does what's right.
0: And, and, and especially coming from somebody like a bat. Well, I get Bats sometimes, but, you know, I'm not the biggest Bats fan because at the end of the day, it's like, damn, bro, get it done. You know, yeah. start just arresting these MFers. Get it done, if you know what I mean. And Yeah. Like, you know, and I, that's why I love your whole shit anti-hero verse. Like, yeah, yo, I mean, and anti-hero is going to make a decision. I mean, listen, they're not anti-heroes. They are heroes. They, they're eliminating the problem. <laughs>
1: and and I've actually gone from the concept that the Punisher is an hero because he kills people, uh, or Peacemaker would be, you know, or whatever. To see, yeah, to and
0: Peacemaker all of a sudden blowing up a character nobody gave two shits about, not even exactly eight, a year ago. All of a sudden,
1: <laughs> and and it's because they're writing them really, really well. But like, that
0: show is kick ass. Don't don't don't. Yeah. You know, come on now. I'm a, the a fucking eagle hugged him, bro. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Have you said that an eagle hugged you, John? Uh I
1: I don't know if I would be bold enough to try to hug a bald eagle.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, they're they're freaking endangered. Like, shouldn't he be in jail?
0: You know what just for said? having yeah. If I, um, and trapping one, and even though he's dropping squirrels I'm trying to feed him, I'm saying or oh, whatever those things. The badgers, jeez. <laughs> I mean, bro. Farmers, I yeah. mean, does Bubba Patrol do this, bro? Did he murder these other innocent animals and try to feed you, John? <laughs>
1: um, in in real life, there's been some lizards. There's been some mice.
0: Um, oh my god! I have a yeah. cat, and the other day, she walks into the living room and just tosses this lizard onto the sofa where my wife is sitting. And my wife, all I hear my wife is say, "I don't want to look." Please <laughs> tell, me, please tell me, <laughs> what did the cat just fucking throw on the sofa? I can't look. I said, "Damn, it's a dead lizard." She goes, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Some Come of
1: the and, it. and, and it's it.
0: hilarious. And the cat is all proud of. And I said, "Yo, she's gifting you." You know, take it with pride. Be happy. I'll remove it. Don't you wear it, but just show her happy, yeah. please. <laughs> and and yeah, like
1: the the first dog that I had, Cypress. Like when I was little, I mean when I was a teenager, and I didn't understand uh-huh. it. Like she would kill birds occasionally, oh, damn, and world. then and look at me, like with a smile on her face, and I'm like, that's not okay. That's wrong. Like, and look I what like, I did,
0: motherfucker. I took I took this past out of your life.
1: But. Yeah, I realized I eventually realized what it was, and like it's some gets, of these lizards that these yeah. dogs take down are like this big. And my dogs... boy, well,
0: you get those big well, ones. No, thank God this was the little one because it was that big. This one would have probably just ran out the house. <laughs> I'm in Florida, yeah. bro. I mean, I don't know where she even found these things, but she tosses them around. Like I don't understand why, but she, it's it's like baseball for her, like a, like a football, you know. Yeah, she's Eli Manning. Let me see. Let me see how far I could throw this. And she scored. <laughs> Let me tell you, she scored several times. <laughs> nice. So, talk to me, kiddo. So, what what's that creative journey like? When did you start? You know, so you you started creating. Why? Yeah. What made you What made you get that itch to to put yourself out there in that way?
1: Well, I've I've always been. Uh, creative in the sense that I've always loved to draw. Um, okay. Started getting into writing stories and stuff like that in junior high and high school, um, and
0: in my did, both did my you fresh- find people did you find people in that era though that that was you know similar minded to you or no?
1: Um, I mean, I knew other people who liked to draw casually, okay, but not to the extent that I. Um, But my mom recognized that early on and got me enrolled in like, like some parks and recs art programs. Uh, It was a cartooning program that I did. I think it was between sixth grade and seventh grade. So like around when I was 12 um, to work on doing comic strips and stuff. And then uh, freshman year in high school, I was able to take an animation class, but it was Back in 92, so we were doing like flip book and cut paper. Um, oh, yeah. But it was still like a a good process. And then senior year, I took I wanted to take Spanish too, but like I didn't learn anything. So <laughs> I, I, I dropped it halfway through. And, Why did uh, you
0: want to take Spanish, bro? You were trying to get our mommies what's going on
1: there. Um. Well, <laughs> I mean, my Man. my folks never taught me Spanish. So that's that's always kind of been like and here in the where, southwest, like Spanish is you totally know, native. Folks from? Oh well, they're both from Tucson, but uh my mom's grandma and grandfather grandfathers are all from Mexico. And wow. my, my dad's mom is from Nogales, but on this side of the border.
0: So but and, and you never learned Spanish growing up. Interesting. Wow. Nah. We my my mom's and you sister- Spanish food at least, tell me. Oh God, yeah, Mexican <laughs> food is my favorite <Spanish laughs> food. That's the only food. Fuck everything. yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but my my mom's older sister Spanish was her first language. Okay, um, but back then she went. They all went to Catholic school, and you go to Catholic school back in the fifties. You speak English. And so the nuns broke my aunt like day one and they never spoke Spanish in the home again. Um, oh, wow. I don't, she's in her mid seventies now. I don't think she speaks a lick of Spanish anymore. Oh, wow. and so part of the reason that my folks never taught us Spanish was like just that assimilation, like, you know, just be as under the radar as possible, kind of.
0: thing. Nah, oh wow, man, I'm sorry. You know, for me, that that that's hurting you in development. Yeah, because man, you know, keep in tune with who you are always. In you know, the end of the and, day, what's your roots. Yeah. Now?
1: And that was a that was a huge thing in junior high and high school too. Wow. Like I got. Um,
0: I know you got a, a last name like Sortero. Is like, and you don't work. You don't speak a word of Spanish, son.
1: Well. Well, my last name is actually just Chihak, but Ah, in in tribute to my mom, who was a single parent and understanding the culture, like,
0: I added Zoltaro. Um, Where where does Chihak come from? Because that's an interesting last name. Do you know your history behind the name? Yeah,
1: it's Eastern European. Um, Like, it's just easier to say Czechoslovakian because it's like from Bohemia before Czech, Czechoslovakia even became a country kind of thing.
0: Look at um, that. Don't yeah. you love that? I'm so, yeah, I love I always, you know, learning history. I mean, especially that name. That's, I never in my life have seen that last name. So very yeah, unique.
1: Awesome. So growing up with really, really fair skin, not speaking Spanish, um, Green Eyes, you know, uh, and this you, last name. You
0: fit, you fit into the privilege, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I fit into the privilege, but I was I was also a target. Because nobody believed really? I was Mexican. Um, people oh, had an right. issue. So You were
0: proud in selling your latino but they didn't yeah. want to accept it. Exactly. Wow. And
1: so that's why, as an adult, it's important to me now. That's because true. I've always known that, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just, like, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care that somebody... This is who you are,
0: motherfucker. Exactly. somebody Goddamn, we fucking respect it. <laughs> Absolutely Latino power. <laughs> that's right, kiddo. I love it. You're talking to but, the right dude here, bro, because that's all I'm yeah. about. I, I, as an OGPR, born on the island but raised in the States, I feel that. I feel that 100. You know what I mean? But luckily, you know, my parents spoke Spanish at home and made sure that I, I knew my language. You know, yeah. and sometimes when I get into conversation, I saw like somebody just came right off the boat, and it, it's funny. You know, I've had people tell t- t- tell people that other people that like, yo, this person sounded like they came off the boat. I'm like, no, they've been here a minute. <laughs> like, I, uh, I I've had a couple of jobs where
1: when I was the only person on shift, um, I worked in a shelter and I would occasionally work overnight, and I was oh, the only wow. one there. And so we had women who didn't speak any English. And at that point, my Spanish got, it wasn't good, but it was passable. And (laughs) yeah. And the, and the participants appreciated the fact that I was like, I was working at it and trying. And ever since then, I've had jobs that we have bilingual staff always on the clock. So there's no need for me to continue to progress and so like my Spanish has completely regressed to like uh, you know it's Hey it's, man,
0: ah, frito, yeah. Empanada. It's, em- <laughs> it's
1: embarrassing, like it's super embarrassing. But
0: yeah, um, as long as you know how to order an empanada, we're still friends, bro. Don't you <laughs> worry. All right. So talk about the journey now, creative journey. Like when did you take the first steps?
1: Uh that would be senior year in high school, uh, when I went back into animation. Um I created Well, I started the process of creating a character that would eventually be based on me. And mm-hmm. I decided at that point I was just like all these great characters have sidekicks, you know, uh Superman or I mean Batman has Robin, um you know Captain America had Bucky, Human Torch had Toro, I mean most people don't know that, but whatever. Yep. Um <laughs> and <laughs> so I created a sidekick for my character, and he's like this little
0: uh gingerbread guy, like this guy right here. Hey, look at that, look how dope folks, look at that. And he uh
1: was just like kind of the comic relief, but at the same time the the basis of those characters was a lot darker. And the character based on me had suffered trauma and like his personality split that became his guardian and started working on developing this book called Youth in Asia, which was like took place in a fictional city uh, after he escaped from a mental institution and brought the brought the the mono with him. You know, he had like he didn't he didn't uh, he didn't really do anything. He just carried him around. And uh, with his escape, originally it was going to be like, he killed everybody on the way out, like weapon And then I was just like, man, if he kills everybody on the way out, like they will never stop looking for him. Like I need to fix this. And so he gets in a fight with some orderlies. He takes them both down. He starts bleeding profusely onto the doll and the doll like comes to life it's probably not going to be what I do when I go back to it. And when he, (laughs) um, when he gets, um, he basically gets surrounded by like SWAT and SWAT takes him down. He stops his own heart and they're like, Oh, so, uh, we're just going to go dump him in an alley in the city and just pretend like, and and erase everything from, um, so the, uh, that, that was kind of the original concept. And then it it kind of took off from there. And then 2016 rolls around, and, like, I start making some big life choices and changes. And the following year is when I did uh, Bubble Patrol and just Bubba. started that process.
0: And let's talk about this one, La Pollo Jira, the chicken lizard. Holy shit. So let's get into this current Indigo project. Let me show off this trailer real quick. And, right. and then we're going to start talking about this bad boy. Hey
1: guys, it's me, John and Anthony that old creator of the Bubba Patrol. I'm not going to go out quietly. That's what this campaign is about. It's about celebrating that legacy that that these bubbas give me every single day. They are my heroes. They are my superheroes.
0: Uh, this path we take is just the start with strength and smarts and lots of heart we stand for those against evil and hate we
1: choose to be heroes, heroes. There, there is no faith. faith these are not just weapons they are family members and the world will see them as heroes <laughs> love it.
0: So talk about these heroes of yours over here, brother. I mean, I mean, look at this. You got these awesome co- the Bubble Files. Who is this? What's popping, bro? Talk to me. What's Bubble Files? So the I'm a big fan of
1: of those books, the uh, Secret Files and Origins, um, where you get information about the characters, but you also okay. get a story. Um, so this was the very first book that I printed. On like straight up newsprint. Which oh, has always been the goal. Nice. Yeah. Um, everything about this book. Was 100% digital. It, there wasn't anything physically drawn for it. Everything I did on it. Uh, I did in the computer. And. It it gives you bios. On all the characters thus far. Uh, Agnew J. Pennyworth. Cypress. Uh, Sabu. Grayson. Foley. And Gurry. And it, it kind of also does the thing that I used to love about the trading cards back in the day, where it gives you, like, their power levels. Oh, I love that. You, yeah, it tells you, like, okay, this character is, like, <laughs> really strong, and this is how smart they are, and stuff like that. Um, and then it's, a, it's kind of a – it goes after issue two, and it tells the story of Grayson, who's the, the little guy in the Polaroid. And it's, like, how did he show up? In their universe.
0: And it's gotcha.
1: it's the back end of issue two told from his perspective. So.
0: And look at this. And what's this bad boy? Look at these characters. he will kick ass right there.
1: So, this is issue four, uh, which is part one of two. Issue five is the second part of the storyline where the Let's go on their very first mission to battle Poyo Jira. And I had a, a, a friend. Um, who's an industry veteran uh, Bill Simpson who's doing the colors On 4 and 5 and he's also nice. doing A variant he did a variant for 4 He's doing a variant for 5 um, And I, I was talking to him About how I didn't want to do homage covers Anymore and he was like yeah. why not And I told him I was just like well people Think like that's all I do And his His answer was really simple But it, it helped me decide to do This Avengers homage He said Everything is derivative of something, and yeah. eventually somebody—even if you do something that you feel is wholly original, like its own composition—somebody's going to pull something from you somewhere. And it was at that point I was like, "This is issue four. Avengers four looked like this." And I pull it up and I showed it to him, and he was just like, "That'll work." And I'm like, "If you're going to homage somebody, why not homage Kirby?" You know, I, Kirby knew what was going on, and I really. Uh, this gave me the chance to show all the characters on the cover um really for the first time. And and it tells a big
0: story about what's gonna happen as well. Gotcha. When Agnew cries, Bubba's heel. Epa! Uh-oh. Oh, look at this classical Mars on this bad boy. And explain to me who the hell is Boyo I mean, wow, but what a name. So
1: uh the first time i did inktober uh, was 2018 okay. and i pulled like four different four different prompt lists and one of the days was godzilla and i was drawing godzilla and i was just like i kind of don't like this so there was a couple of days that i drew multiple concepts of whatever the prompt was
0: okay. and i was like what
1: if there was a, a giant chicken lizard and its name was poyojira and so Pojo I drew,
0: Jira. <laughs> that name cook is kills me, bro.
1: So I drew it and I was just like, this would be hilarious as something that these characters Can I ask
0: him. you though, is Pojo Jira all white meat? <laughs>
1: uh I don't think that's something that's really gonna get get talked about much because uh when you see the end of the book, you'll understand why. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, look yeah. at this guy, oh my God, he formidable foe, scary as hell, I mean, this ain't no chicken I wanna eat
1: and and the funny thing is is like um like as as dumb as it sounds like, I'm a starro fan, like I love star oh, yes, yes. i I got a starro tattoo on my arm that I got years before the suicide squad, um, and so. I was super happy when I figured out, like, this homaging Brave and the Bold 28 is going to work. Like, this will work specifically for what I'm trying to do
0: here. It does. It's, it's a gorgeous cover. And I'm looking at this beautiful logo there of Anti-Hero vs. Comics. Yeah. You know, as, as, as we progress in, in showing pictures, can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, oh, So. Wow, that. Yeah, that was that was the first one that
1: I really intended.
0: That's cool. um, that's fine. Uh,
1: thank you. Um,
0: I'm a cat fan. Yeah. <laughs> um. The uh.
1: The uh. Um. Uh, somebody I knew at the time. Uh. He was like, "Why don't you do an ASM 300 homage?" I was just like, "I can't contort a dog like that," and I mean, apparently you can. Yeah. So. Um, that's what I went with And it probably at that point That was the most successful cover And then four became the most successful cover composition wise And then five definitely is the like Crazy like over the top I can't believe I actually drew this kind of thing um, And that's all the covers
0: This was a great job man That was you? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Look at you, you're a boss kid. Look at you man and all the covers. No, wait a, are a minute. F- so you do writing and art. I mean, yep. H- how do you tackle that time as a creator to be able to handle both tasks? How do you divide that time, or or is it even divided? Do you work with, you know kind of in conjunction as you create it?
1: Well, every step is an editing process. Okay. So now I do outlines on my right. story. Um I believe issue three was the first time I did an outline before I was just going like right into script mode, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever <laughs> and okay um, so i I figure out what i'm gonna tell and then I go in and I start writing my script and then um because I'm now working digitally on my interior pages, my process is a lot faster. And because I know how I want to pace the story itself and how the characters react, like I know how to place the panels and how it's going to look in my head when I'm writing the script. Yeah. And so my pencils are like a, either a gray or a blue or a red to denote like the different layers of what I'm doing. And they're, they're rough, but they're not gesture rough. Gotcha. And, and then I throw in the inks, of course. And then um, with issue four and five, I hand them off to Bill, and Bill does the colors on them. And we developed, like, a color palette and, uh, you know, like, have these conversations about, like, okay, this is what's going to happen. But he's pretty much figured out, like, the process for, like, how the lighting should look and how the how, like, simple or complex the colors should be. And it's really more of, like, a 2D animation it is feel that i'm going for
0: and i love it it really does show particularly in this cover and oh look at this Yo, look at those deep colors and that was oh, that you too no no i can't paint to save my life um, <laughs> i love it the this is, is real, brother.
1: this is uh a, an independent comic book creator named jojo seams um
0: jojo Sims, shout out wow. yeah
1: she and i met like 14 15 years ago uh at a sketchbook group here in town in tucson um she works on a comic book called the makeshift man and it's it's a beautiful watercolor book and then she's also gotten into doing mezzoo trading cards like she's she's totally legit nice. and she moved back into town a couple years ago and uh, i'm been picking up her books and i'm like um what would it take to get you to do a cover and she was just like it depends on what my schedule is but tell me when you need it by and i'll see what i can do and she was able to to do this and i gave her basically like just what the template would be so she could get the image right and man she smashed it because the the expressions on these characters and oh, yeah, she's yeah. actually the first one to render Puyo Jira other than me.
0: Yeah, I, and, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was about to talk about that. Look at that Hoyojira right there, yo. Where far? Look at him. Oh, the dude, sca-
1: the scales that she did, and the expressions awesome. are so much fun, and they add to the mythos of the characters. And I thought it would be hilarious to have them do the the fake. We're scared. Uh, yeah. So they're all trying to look shocked. And and Koyojiro, who's got like the brain the size of a chickpea, is like, what are you guys doing? I don't understand what like, the
0: hell is going on here. Yeah, why do you, why are you guys here
1: <laughs> We're all sitting together. Like, we're good.
0: Hey, and who is this telling me with the war of being claws? This popping here, son?
1: Um, this is this was the original poster that I did for issue one that, that oh was like, fire. You, yeah, you could actually pull it out. Um it's a plot point in the Actual first issue that you never get to see the fight.
0: So, um, how, how long ago was this?
1: Uh, that artwork was done in 2017.
0: Okay, nice. But-,
1: but then, because it was never used as a cover, when I reprinted issues one and two and put them together, I decided, like, we'll go ahead and use that as cover because, like, it's a good homage and it's also, like, kind of tells you a little bit of the story, but. It's really not indicative of what happens in the issue. So, um,
0: but who are the like, robot pests?
1: They are robot hamster sentries.
0: <laughs>
1: they're they're not integral to anything currently, but basically, so they're like
0: foot soldiers and shit. From the yeah, travel, right? yeah. Right.
1: So Agnew and Sabu. The Agnew is the the Wolverine knockoff right there, or analog, <laughs> I should say. <laughs> analog, Sabu is the dog, and they go to rescue two other dogs from a warehouse
0: and you've been and doing this dog stuff since 2017. Just want yeah. to elaborate all right, but just to make sure that people understand that, because I see that dogs is hot because people are feeling stray dogs so much so like no you did this even before stray dogs
1: yeah and and actually the the first four pages of this story date all the way back to two thousand and nine.
0: Oh, shit, really? Yeah, so
1: Agnew ends up getting Sabu, like, finding him, quote, on the streets of Apex City when he's out walking a hot dog because the guy (laughs) he sidekicks for and his girlfriend won't let him have a dog, and he goes, he's just walking a hot dog, and he turns around, the hot dog's missing, and there's this little scraggly dog looking at him, and so he sneaks him into the apartment, and and they both fall asleep and he, Nash and his girlfriend Kyle come home and they wake him up and she's just like she's mad at him. She's like, I told you you couldn't have a dog. And all of a sudden, Nash is like picking up Sabu and he's just like, Oh my god, he's the cutest dog of all time. And and that's the that's the kicker because that's actually kind of how it happened in real life. Like
0: what if I walked a hot dog though?
1: People probably think you're crazy.
0: <laughs>
1: um and and like I don't know how that would go. It would probably tear off the shoelakes that he was using. I'm in Florida
0: but, though. It might it might be normal.
1: Yeah, I was I was gonna say I've I've heard Florida's a little bit, you know
0: uh <laughs> hey, free spirited. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, you know, I, I'm carrying a new breed of dog, he doesn't have legs <laughs> <laughs> or head. <laughs>
1: Um, But yeah, so that was like the origin and I like to throw a lot of uh, homages and um, Easter eggs into my books. Um, So when you read them, you're going to see references from like when I was a kid. And so while it's suitable for all ages, like kids will laugh at certain things, but they won't necessarily know why they're funny because they didn't live through those moments.
0: I get it. It's like us growing up back in the day watching sitcoms that we, we appreciate later on. Like, holy shit, damn, that's nah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Talk about the campaign, man, because here we are, bro. I mean, damn, you had a flexible goal of only 500 Did you really have this ready to go? That That's really low end, and you're already at 143% over that at $715 with 16 Sixteen days left, folks, to support this awesome yeah. project. Talk about it. Talk about it. What's going on?
1: So, the artwork is completely done. Um, I actually just sent the pages off to my editor yesterday, and uh, I expect at once this campaign wraps up um, to be able to, depending on what the, the financial outcome is, uh, to be able to send this off to a printer by March. Um, or not March, April.
0: April, April. April. okay. Um, so what's popping here? I mean, you got variants. You got the basics. Yeah. You got the bu- digital bubbles. Non-exclusives. I mean, what's this? What, talk to me.
1: So the I, I spotlighted JoJo Seams cover because I was just, like so wowed by what
0: she Editor, did. The cover, yeah.
1: Um, this is the first time you're going to be able to get the entire series or any of the books digitally.
0: And oh, for fifteen,
1: really? Yeah, for fifteen bucks, you'll get all of the books. Like you'll get one through five and the five. So that's the
0: digital bubbles one through five. Yeah. yeah on Indiegogo, folks, right now, Bubble Patrol five. You better be looking this shit up right now. Let me play.
1: <laughs> and then I decided to do like a a variant on the homage cover, oh, which man. which gives you like the look that it's like a fake graded slab book but the colors are a little bit different so they're all colored like they're those members of the justice league
0: yeah, i see very um, nice <laughs>
1: and it's and it's i haven't decided if it's going to remain a 5.0 but i thought 5.0 would be cute since it's issue five
0: um, yeah, leave it as it is but that's dope
1: all right and uh so that's my first exclusive cover for a show that I do on Saturdays where I sell comic
0: books. Oh, and where you where you do this show at? You should have shared me that link. And what do you sell there? What's popping up? Right if now. You have any Conans, and if you do, you better put them on hole.
1: All right. Well, I do. Um none I of them are that cones. none of them are super great, but um I,
0: I don't care. I'm trying to I, I, I need my hole fillers, my friend.
1: Alright. Um so I call it non-con, the online comic con, okay. because you don't have to go anywhere. And, you know, like <laughs> you kind of got you kind of got Artist Alley because, like, you have my books, you have original artwork I've done. Um, I try to support some campaigns that get me like retailer copies that I can then resell. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah. So I've got some independence, uh, some super independent books,
0: which I prefer. I'm so happy I found out about this. I mean, what the hell made you want to do that? Um, Great narrative, a great way to sell and support—not just yourself, but independent community. Yes, don't you? Lockdown
1: basically did
0: that. (laughs) Um, COVID, motherfucker, inspired me.
1: Yeah, maybe I should call it COVID Con. Um,
0: (laughs) The COVID uh, Comic Con, the, the Triple C.
1: I um I had some friends who used to do a show on Saturdays uh from a local shop here in town. And I would kind of sit in and help them and like collate the books. And then they were like, Do you want to sell the Bubba Patrol on here? And that sold really well. And then they let me like bring on some sketch covers and stuff like that. Okay. And um so I had a little experience doing it that way. And of course I had table that shows selling. Uh, my stuff, but never like selling straight comics. So I just decided one day, I think it was, I think it was March, 2020, Saturday, like nobody's going out. Nobody's doing everything. Everything shut down at like eight or nine o'clock here. Um, And so I, I just set up my camera and I set up a a rack of comics and just ran a live cam on Facebook and just tagged a bunch of people. And then made an actual page on Facebook where, like, people can go and see, yeah. like, okay, this is when the next show is going to be. This is what you're going to try to feature. Um, and I've tabled at a couple of, of events now where I'm not just selling my work but selling comics and figures and, and stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to, like, I don't want to do the comic book resale thing long long term basically it was just to have fun yeah kill time and now i'm like well i can make money doing this so i can like renovate parts of my house um
0: you i know. know man the business is real you know that the, the, the market is real people are, are loving books again it feels like the 90s this is what the 90s didn't have if the 90s yeah. had the internet it would have never crashed all
1: <laughs> yeah. right and and that's that's the thing. Like now, I have some regular people who come to my show, um, who might ask, like, "Do you have this or can you get this?" But they know and, you
0: got quality stuff now. Excellent. Yeah. So Please, bro, share with me those low end Conan. I'll take them off your hands because I need them in my life. I'm trying to, you know, just I, uh, know that the, I have everything. Hardcore. So if you you know if you got them low end Marvels, you know, I I I need them. Okay,
1: yeah, I got. I do have Marvels. I don't have a lot of Dark Horse stuff.
0: Yeah, I got everything Dark. I don't need that. I I, I, right. I, I just need the the, the you know the, the 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 old school Marvel joints. Okay, I got all yeah. the currents too. I bro, that, that's my shit. I got every spawn, too. You know what I mean? I don't need <laughs> that. I got. I, 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 oh shit! Do you have any Haunts? Uh, I, I need to finish the run. I have the keys, but I just need to do the fillers. A couple I of think
1: toys. I I think I have like one.
0: Oh, um shit. well, I've, let's say you have the up. one I need. And nobody right. I called it, folks. How dare you even fuck with me? There you go, keeping it, geekly says the bubble patrol in the house. What's hey, up, Cody? Bah. There you
1: go, yo. Keeping it yeah, I was on I was on Cody's show last week and uh so that shout was out a to Cody, fun, a
0: fellow podcaster yeah. God bless, man. Good luck on yeah. your journey too, man. Let's collaborate. Let's, let's get real.
1: Yeah, he's he's actually like he's starting to get into so keeping it geekly was like video game podcasting. Like he would he would talk about video games and oh, then nice
0: I need a video game reviewer in my life, man. I keep getting too many games. I need people that just <laughs> to get the games reviewed done because I get too many codes and I don't have the time.
1: <laughs> but he he started to do independent creators and so now he wants to branch out with other people because Wonderful. He doesn't know if he can, like, take everybody on who wants to come on. So I threw your name out in the hat. I threw everybody else's name out in the hat that, that has been nice enough to have me as a guest. Because oh, I'm well. like, I so want to spread the love.
0: We're here to celebrate independent comics, independent creation at the end of the day, period. You know what I mean? Because you guys are the future of any, any format at the end of the day. You know, whether yeah. it's comics, music, and film. So, Indy, and it's all about for me, Indy, man. I love it. I mean, and look at you, man. You got those risks and challenges, but you got these beautiful pages, you know, where Uber stretch goes that keep going. You know, we got trading cards, stickers, buttons, coloring pages, some added art section. Read? What's the read along? What you talking about there, bro? Are you gonna act this shit out like Stanley? Well, what I intend to do,
1: and I've talked to a couple people because I don't know how to make like the video feed. Yeah, um, I've created voices for almost all the characters. Okay. Um, Yourself? Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. So, what I intend to do, actually, this started because um, every time I finish an issue and it's printed and it's in my hand, I I go out in the backyard. I set up a chair next to um, the grave sites of of the Bubbas who've passed. Yeah, and. I read the book, the current issue to them, and I use all the voices that I've created for these characters, and that's just kind of like part of my therapy in, but like, it's complete, it's done. You know, like, if I die at this moment, like, I have completed this mission. Um, So, I thought about it, and I was just like, why not, like, if we hit a hundred backers, why not do a read-along and do it As a YouTube video where I share the link with those hundred backers. And it'll be private on YouTube. So the only people who get it are the people who've backed the campaign.
0: Love it. Um, Love it. Love
1: it. And but I don't know how to do the videos that way. So I was just like, this might be me um like recording the pages as I read them.
0: That's how it should be done, exactly. Right over the head. You know, it would take time, maybe snap every panel. It's gonna take a mm. minute. I don't know how many panels you have overall. Yeah, but snap a picture of every panel and then read them along at this time. How long does it take to read the page? And that's how long the page stays on screen. Yeah. So and then and just move it along. So you know, make it a PowerPoint. So you could do a uh, basically take take panel by panel, do it as the PowerPoint and read along panel by panel, and then yeah. move it along as you finish.
1: You are the second person who has said that and and uh somebody else was just like, let me know if you wanna do it because I can help you set up the PowerPoint that way. Yeah, there
0: you go. Yeah. And man, then
1: and basically like you give me all the files and then um Oh like and you, add some theme, theme
0: music me. behind it. Add a little yeah. bit of theme music behind your voice. That way you sound all sexy and shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, see, uh and yeah, and yeah, send yeah, the yeah, yeah. and send the audio yeah. in, right? So yeah, that they yeah. know how to like sync it up.
1: Yeah. But yeah, that, that's the that's the goal because like it, I've, always, I've always done voices, so I always appreciate do it. doing. It.
0: Yeah, do it, bro. You're gonna be the next big voice actor, then, bro. G A S, you know, J A C S, bro. Uh, Jax, yeah, Jax. You should cut it down, Jax. Jax the voice actor, bro. The the OG, bro. You you killing it, man. So. This campaign, right, right now, as I look at it, you have 16 days left. I mean, after, so once the campaign is fulfilled, you know, how long before people could wait for the finished product?
1: So the, the first challenge is going to be hitting a certain financial spot. Uh, I'm still trying to figure that out because to get this book printed on newsprint, um, and oh, deliver. that's
0: all awesome. yeah, like my mind get is so it, blown by that. Yeah. Get it
1: printed this way. It's it's super like it looks all old school. Love like it. you can feel it, you can touch it, you can smell it. Um
0: Oh, my God. We're going to get high on in the ink, bro. Please show it again. Show people how we going to get high on in that ink to see if they can respond <laughs> to the screen, bro. I mean, look at that. Look at that, folks. Oh, gee. He's going old school, folks. Every
1: single time I crack one of these open, like the the first book back, yeah. and I pull it out of the box. Like, I just look at it.
0: Oh, yeah. And- I, have, I have a friend with the same problem. I think he's addicted. I, I think <laughs> I, I had to take him to rehab, I think. Thirteen, I'll help you. No, no worries, bro. We said I go to mass. I got you. I'm taking um, time to comic book rehab.
1: Yeah, but the the issue is is that the printer I was using all the way up to issue three, I, I can't use them anymore because that that format's just not available. Um, so I had to find a new one for issue four, and the people for issue four and and this might have had something to do with the supply chain and everything. Um, costs like double for the amount of books that I needed to print. And I was just like, all right, well, I need to raise more money. Um, So then I hit them up about a week or two ago and they told me, so costs have gone up a little bit again, but only by like 10%, which ain't bad. So in order just to get the regular a cover, the, the brave and the bold homage cover done is going to be about two grand.
0: Oh shit.
1: Yeah. Um, Everything is paid for, right? Like, I mean, all the art is paid for. The editing is paid for. I'm not asking for money to get this book finished. I'm asking for money to get this book printed. So just to get issue five regular cover printed is about 2K. And then to get the variants and stuff like that is going to be something on top of that. So as long Mm -hmm. as we hit, you know, 18, 19, 200 or 2,000, I'm good with fronting, you know, like I, I will put yeah. in money towards this, but if it doesn't come close to that, I have to figure something out.
0: And well, that there, may. There's a lot of other platforms too, that you could also try to endeavor in. So, you know, if yeah. one doesn't work out, there's plenty of others, but you know, listen, right now you're, you're at a good place. Yeah. You know, you, you, know, I, I was 16 days left and, and based on the minimum, what, what the minimum you need to print, I think you'll make it. I yeah. absolutely will. The, the other thing that I'm thinking of is once we hit
1: a certain amount, like, I'm a big fan of original artwork, and I've had hmm. um, the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 300 homage that I did has been a big hit because uh, there's people who collect that specific cover homage. Yeah. Um, I am honestly, like, I have not sold any of the original art for the Bubba Patrol And now all the books, everything is done digitally with the exception of the cover. The cover is done traditionally. And um, I may put those covers up for sale in the campaign.
0: Oh, folks. I
1: don't want to. I don't want to, but, I mean, the idea is that this is a dream. And you don't sacrifice your dreams, but you sacrifice for your dreams, and so that's that. That's that's what it's about. Like if I gotta sell my first Punisher, my Amazing Spider-Man one twenty nine,
0: you know, to what? fund
1: this, I'll do it.
0: I got you, but you and me are both alike. I mean, I have sold so much of my collection, you know, to help you know, comic crusaders, undercover capes, you know, the family. <laughs> Yeah, I um, you know, comics. You know, this. You know, you know. G- thank you for comics because it's also allowed me an opportunity to, to get out of circumstances, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you will. Mm-hmm. So you know what, it's not a bad thing. And I hear you, man. You know, being able to let go is not a problem because once this makes it, you get that shit back in no time. <clears throat> Eventually, you know, maybe yeah. at a higher cost, but you get it back. And you know what? Yeah. Even though it's a higher cost, you're gonna be making so much money, it's gonna be like chump change. Come on, John. Come on. We're gonna be our We're gonna be throwing money away like we're at a strip club, but even though we're at a comic shop. Hey, give me this and give me that. I need this first app and that first app. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm I I told my mom and my stepdad years ago when the, the whole comic book journey started in like two thousand six. Um I was just like, I will sacrifice, I will not I will sacrifice for my dreams I will not sacrifice my dreams and
0: bless you know and, what I mean I was about to ask you any advice I think that's the best advice you could give anyone actually
1: um I, I would say for advice um be prepared to work really hard Yes. Um, be prepared uh, uh you know the, the quote from Jack Kirby comics will break your heart kid um it is very, very true because there are some lonely, lonely ass nights at, at conventions where you have a product you love and you believe in. And if you don't have that visibility, um, people just walk past you. And it's, it's heartbreaking to have put all that work into something you love, something you truly believe in. Like this isn't just, and eh, it's a project I'm being paid for it. Like, I don't make money off of this book. Like this book is the legacy the that passion. I want to tell. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and and my whole thing is when issue five is finished, when issue five is fulfilled, um, I have some other projects that I want to take time to work on. Uh so the Bubba Patrol will go on hiatus, it's not done at all, mm-hmm. but when it returns, it will be in one shot formats and graphic novels so you don't have to pick up issue nine and issue yeah. 10 and 11 like it's not going to be weird like that um or uh, not weird like that that's how you do comic books but like as an indie if you're promoting it and somebody misses six through nine they're going to be like well how do i read these and they're like well i guess you can't you know um and Sorry, I'd rather to... <laughs> have... yeah um but my whole thing is like, I've got a couple other stories I want to tell. But once this project, once it's in people's hands, if I'm not able to write or draw another comic book for the rest of my life, uh, if for whatever reason something happens that I'm not doing that, um, it, it's like Batman said, A Dark Knight returns. Like, this would be a good death. Oh, like, that. Yeah, I'd be okay if the story ended here. Um, that's not the plan, that's not the intention. It should me,
0: I need to see this as the cartoon. I think if it's a perfect narrative, but actually, you know, like a like, like, uh, Nickelodeon type, do I see? This? Mm-hmm.
1: I like, um, it. I want to do some uh, probably one of the next things that I do would probably be uh, like a real small run of plushies. Um, oh, yeah, I actually right here I have this. Is a, not a pro- this is not a prototype of any kind. This was made by a fan.
0: Oh, take that. Oh, and that's awesome.
1: This was made after was Foley good. died. Oh. Um, uh, a fan who has become a friend, Charles Ball, uh, his wife, uh, decided to make this for me. And it shipped out. And it arrived Isn't one day. Isn't
0: beautiful when fans do things out of yeah. the blue and you get such a beautiful gift? Look at that. Wow.
1: And so it's like my little tribute. And one of my friends was like, well, can you ask them to make more? And I'm like, no, this is like a one of a kind. Like, no, oh, yeah. I can't ask them to make more. Like, you're crazy. Um, I did an unboxing video. Uh, I was working from home that day when it arrived. Yeah. And um, I did an unboxing video at lunch. And while I was opening the box, I was just like, something tells me I should probably have waited until... After you went work. home, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm like, and I open it and I pull it out and I'm just sitting there staring at it. And I like start tearing up. And I'm like, yeah, I definitely should have waited until after right. Oh my after God. work. I hope the boss don't see me right now. Holy shit. Right. And I'm like, how am I gonna go back to work after seeing something this amazing that somebody made for me to uh, wow. make me feel better about losing one of my one of my dogs? Like wow. um but, that, like,
0: yeah.
1: it, it's it's it been a trip. Like, um, my sister's mother-in-law uh, is a seamstress. Like, not really or anything, but she actually made that cape for Foley in that little clip. Oh. Um, Grayson has a couple of costumes as well. And, like, our newest dog, Chica, um, she will uh, eventually get something. Because she's, like, she's part Chihuahua. Um, so, she doesn't have an undercoat, so she gets cold really easily. So, she could use like a sweater or something like that. Right now, I just have her wearing like little, little goofy t shirts that say goofy stuff on them. So,
0: that's <laughs> so we use our pets for. My, my cat, uh, uh, you put a sweater on her, she lets you put it on for, for like 10 minutes, and like, okay, you're done. Take the shit off right now. <laughs>
1: Grayson doesn't like it at all, but. The uh, the really cool thing is is after they got their their capes, um, this was November, uh, November twenty twenty.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, there's a it's it's a pretty big chain here in Arizona, but it's specific to Arizona called Bookmans, and it's it's like an entertainment superstore. They sell books, comics, yeah. video games, movies, instruments. Um, they put out a call online for dogs, uh, and they were like, "We want you to." have your dogs be a part of this calendar for
0: 2021. Oh, and wow, dope.
1: So uh, the gist was you had to go, you had to take your dog or dogs into a Bookman store and take pictures of them there and then send them in. And so my mom and my stepdad, because it was just going to be me and my mom, but my stepdad was like, can I come too? And I was like, that's perfect, because we're probably going to need multiple people That like, yeah. well, I'm taking the picture to hold the dogs and stuff. And uh, we um, we got the pictures taken, uh, posed with uh, an Avenging Spider-Man comic book,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I I bought that comic book and it's up in a frame and on my shelf too. Um, and sent in the the pictures and the 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 people who made the choice. They were like, "We've chosen both your dogs. They're going to be in a photo together." Oh, nice. and they were on the front page of the calendar, like not the cover when you open it up and it's got all your area to write, like these are your notes for 2021 and they're in their little superhero costumes. They had like a professional photo shoot. They had like the little white backdrop where they did test photos. And then they were like, we need to go out in the store. They need to pose with the comic book section. Yeah. And uh, it, it was, it was super fun. They were treated like little celebrities. They got little gift bags and, uh, <laughs> it, it was it was really Did really. Do cool. get
0: a gift bag, damn! My gift bag
1: was the fact that they got to be in the calendar, and <laughs> uh, that that Christmas because they came out like first or second week of December. I was just like, uh, everybody in the family is getting a calendar. Like I don't care if you <laughs> need one,
0: you're getting <laughs> one. You get one, and look at my sexy dog. Look at him posing. <laughs> And Playboy folks, it's just dogs. We
1: And and they and the really cool thing was is like the uh half of the proceed of each calendar sold went to uh benefit like a local shelter.
0: Oh, which was awesome. awesome. So
1: stuff. I was really happy with that too.
0: So look at you, man, making comics about dogs, being a dog guy, having your dogs encounters. I mean, yeah, you're all about it, bro. You know, thank you for people like you that care so much about animals and showing that love for, for these wonderful little creatures in our lives, yo. So bless you for, for, for doing that. And this is why I know you're going to find success as this, because you're doing something that's so so wonderful, man, and just showing love to our little companions in life. Yeah. So, you know, and you it, got this, and... kiddo. Thank you. So I want to uh, last thing. So after five, you know, you said you're going to put an a hiatus and, and that's it. You know, you know, what else can we got in store? Are we doing something else? What can you see?
1: Um, so the the original project that I thought was going to be big, uh, the euthanasia project, super powered vigilante project. Um, I, I want to try to bring that back awesome. with the storytelling skills that I've used or developed creating the bubble patrol. I think I can tell, not think I know I can tell a better story than I did. Originally it was, there we
0: go. it
1: was real. It was real gritty and it, and it totally unpolished, which is fine. But like, I know I can do this better. Um, there's That's also good. like a dark comedy horror book that I want to work on as well. That would have to be just a one shot one and done because it's basically a parody of, uh, a major corporation and so like once you do that you can't you you, you do one and that's fine but you're not allowed to like continue the story. I, 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 yeah don't keep badging them now <laughs> yeah. and then and then once i you know take because this book is so personal like it takes a lot out of me to create it like it takes a lot out of me to create a book to begin with but this like this is going to be one of those, like, you take that sigh of relief and you fall asleep for, like, three days kind of thing.
0: Gotcha, um, gotcha. But well, you pass out and get, and get it done and, and let's see what happens, right? Yeah, and
1: then, you know, in a little bit, uh, when I generate some new ideas for the Bubba Patrol, because uh, you're going to see the end of issue five and you're going to be like, wow. Um, like, what, where do I go from here? Where, where do we go from here, from this story? And the story will continue, but the course has to be altered. And that's it. it Was it was always the intention of this story to deal with um, these topics? And you, uh, I wanted it to be more real, and I didn't want people to like be scared of it when it happens. So
0: don't be scared. There's going to be some stuff. So check it out. Everything that homie's doing, but the most important thing you got to do, folks, is please support this amazing project right now on Indiegogo. So you go to Indiegogo and look up Bubba Patrol 5. Uh, Indiegogo, right now, they need the support. Please show them some love. And please, you know, follow him on Instagram, on Facebook, and yeah. go with that Bubba Patrol. Look how simple. So show John some love. Let them know Mega sent you. Let them know comic consider. sent you. Show love for the campaign. Let's make sure this is a successful one so we can keep getting more along this narrative. Again, this is even before Straight Dogs. This is the OG right here. You better show some love, all right? So, you know, brother, thank you so much for joining me today and talking about your amazing book, your project and you know just talking journey bro you know you rock bro so god bless you know throwing your flowers thank you for being creative and doing what you do man and sharing in that way now i mean again you know it, it takes real balls so i hate when people try to smash any creator you know f you you can't do what they're doing because they're sharing pieces of themselves are you that brave to do that you know what i mean so just thank you you know again you know, and I I see the but success for you, honestly, because you're doing something so wonderful here, especially when it's a celebration of our little innocent companions, like I said in, in life. So thank you for that as well. You know, like I, I I was not, I never had a pet before until we had our order, man. You know, I don't know how I see my life without pets now. <laughs> yeah, right? My
1: my sister's same way. Like she had a cat for 15 years, and uh, get me wrong. She loved that cat, but when she moved back into town, uh. After being gone for like 20 years, they got, they rescued a greyhound. And she's just like, I have never known love like this. Like, there's just some sort yeah, of connection. So yeah. Isn't yeah. that
0: crazy? Isn't that crazy with these little things that can't even speak our language, but somehow, I mean, they do because I understand the shit out of my cat. I open the door, do this, I want that. Like, I understand. Like, <laughs> yo, we speak. All right. Somehow. What the fuck? Yep. Up, am I an Aquaman? Or, I'm Catman. Catman. <laughs>
1: Better be careful though,
0: DC's got that one. So, I, I, I know, on the Puerto Rican camera, Edgato, there you go, Edgato. Yeah. They, they
1: don't got that one. Let's
0: do it. Senor one. Gato. Señor. Hey, there you go, Senor Gato. Put on a Hispanic, folks. You see, he said he don't know. <laughs> so, with that, yo, John, thank you again. I'm our uh, mega folks. You know what to do with the show. You know, follow everything. Please like, subscribe. And if you're loving what you're hearing, Please review us on your favorite podcast platform because that'll allow us to keep just doing what we're doing when we bring amazing independent creators like John that are just bringing greatness to, to the game of comics, bringing things that are different, bringing things that are niche, bringing things that are for everyone. Because again, at the end of the day, comics are for everyone. Amen, amigo. And until the gente. Wepa! Later. Thank you for listening to the Comic of Sayers podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCursators.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCaves.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.